everybody. This is Anna. Hi, this is Joseph, and this is Brain Cookies. Um, this is our podcast where each week uh, we uh, bring an idea to each other, and then we present those. And today, our subjects are bull whips, well, whips in general. And what's yours, Anna? Mine is actually talking about strength training versus, or not strength training, but body weight training versus free weight training. Mm-hmm. Which is a constant discussion between me and Joseph, so this will be very interesting. And also, we have to make this clear. Our discussions in, in the past have been more arguments than discussions. And I want to make it clear that my opinion is that they're not bad. Well, you know what? You don't have to share your opinion yet, because we'll get to that eventually. But right now, we're going to be talking about bullwhips first when we come back on Brain Cookies here in just a second. guys so let's get started um over the weekend i have um been trying to find some stuff to do besides get on my phone and be boring um so i was looking at projects online and i'd always kind of wanted i'd seen this video that was only like 20 minutes long about how to make a bull whip but it wasn't very in-depth and it was just basically like how to make one out of paracord and electrical tape which is gen- general, generally pretty easy to come by. Um, if you don't know what paracord is, uh, look it up. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be known. Um, <laughs> that sounded kind of weird. Um, and so I followed a basic tutorial and I made a bullwhip. And I found out it's a lot louder than I thought it was going to be. Because, well, I'll get into that. Well, a little teaser. All, it is sort of strange to think of the things that you can do in your free time and come up with a bullwhip. Was there anything that made you think, oh, wow, this is why I want to do this? Or was it just, wow, this looks cool. This is an interesting video. Well, it looks cool. Also, it's like something to take up a lot of my time because okay. it does take a lot of time because you have to braid the entire thing. Okay. Okay. That was going to be my next question. Because there's three bellies on the kind of whip I, well, two bellies and then an overlay. What's well, a belly? Um, so... Basically, you have a piece of steel rod and a string, and you fill that string halfway up with um, BBs, and then you cover the entire thing in electrical tape. Um, and so that's your core. And then you take two strands of paracord, and you do a four-plat overlay. I mean, not overlay, four-plat belly, mm-hmm. which means you you braid it down until the things run out, mm-hmm. and then you cover that in electrical tape. And then... You use three strands of paracord necks, and you do a six-plat belly, and you braid all over it again, including the handle both times. And then I did a, um, what was it? It was a, so I used six strands of paracord Mm -hmm. and did a 12-plat overlay on the last part, and I did that down the entire thing. So, if you're willing to sit down for lots and lots of time and are very patient, yeah. maybe want to listen to lots of podcasts, Definitely. you can... Maybe this one. <laughs> start. You can start making a bullwhip. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about were the different parts of a bullwhip, um, which is the wrist loop, which is the thing, which I'm going to... The second section is the, like, handle knot or the butt of it. Mm-hmm. And so, those both to get um, go together... And the wrist loop isn't like you don't have to have that, so that's just that's optional. Part of it. Yeah, because yours doesn't have a wrist loop. No, it doesn't. 
Okay. But the handle knot slash butt of the whip um, is just usually a little bit thicker and keeps your hand on it and also ties it all together okay. so it doesn't come apart. Um, then you have the handle, which I already kind of explained that that was. And then you have the ring slash transition. Now, there's different kinds of transitions. This is the transition between the handle and the, um, and the rest thong. Of the th- thong. It's called a thong. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, usually, at least for mine, I just went over it and there wasn't any difference. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people will have, like, a ring over it or they'll, for different kinds, they'll have um, a knot even. Mm-hmm. They'll have, uh, what are those swivel things called? Like a swivel ball. I, I don't I, know I don't what know. you're talking about. But like it, it won't tie up. It won't twist. Okay. They'll have those. Um, and I think that's more for like hurting, because then you can do it on a, um, buggy thing easier. Okay. Um, are there different? I know you made a bull whip in particular. Maybe you're gonna be getting to this. Are there different types of whips? Yes, I'm. That's my main thing. Don't jump ahead. <laughs> um. And then, so, transition, and then there's the thong, which I already talked about, but that's the the main long part that mm-hmm. takes the most time. And then, to explain the fall hitch, I had to explain the fall. So, it's like a, usually like a 22-inch piece of paracord, mm-hmm. at least that's what I used. And um, the fall hitch is where it ties into the thong, which is usually, like, I used, like, a four-hitch, like, plan. So, then you just take each string and you like tie it around it it's mm-hmm. really simple okay except i didn't do it right <laughs> um and then there's the fall which is basically just a single piece of paracord which is really thin mm-hmm. um so that makes it be able to go really really fast and then there is the um cracker on the end of the fall which you tie to the end of the fall the cracker and it's basically like a twisted up piece of string and on the very end it's really really frayed so it's super duper light Okay. So that like, has to be frayed. Well, it will be frayed. Okay. But it, it, does it start out that way? Does it need to be frayed? Is it frayed usually, I like to whack it on the table to. Because by the way, I made two whips. Because my first one was kind of a failure. He's old. An old pro has already failed once. The oh, second yeah. one came out really nice. Except the the problem is I used electrical tape, which isn't necessarily bad. But I should have used athletic tape, because it won't crack if okay. there's multiple layers. So my the transition, which is the hardest part when you're making a paracord and electrical tape um, whip, you tend to wrap up too much mm-hmm. because you want it to be really strong. Okay. But then it cracks, which happened to me. I mean, it's Makes still it totally working from the beginning. because it's uh-huh. super strong. Um, and so now there are different types of whips, which is what I'm what I'm going to be talking about. So the bull whip is, which is the kind I made. Uh-huh. Um, are long whips with relatively short handles, mainly for sound, for, like, farming and herding and stuff like that. Okay. So it's not... I'm guessing those... Well, I'm not guessing. I don't think those were the um, whips that were used mainly for, like, slavery and stuff like that. Okay, so not for not for pain. Those were mainly for... For sound, because they're so loud. Okay, well, that makes sense, because it sounds like a gunshot every time you you snap the most... Sounds like a twenty-two. Um, like 22. A 22. <laughs> I knew all my guns. Um, and then there's the Australian stock whip, which is originated as the English hunting whip. Um, there's a hunting whip? Yeah. You hunt with a whip? Yeah. 
That doesn't make any sense. I don't know like why. you kill things with a whip? That was the definition. I don't know why. Well, there is a gap in your research, sir. Um, the main difference is the handle is much longer. Okay. So, um, and I think the transition is different. It might be a knot for that one. Okay. Um, and then the less, so those are, I think, the two most common whips. There's a cow, a cow whip, I think. Cow whip. Uh, like a so Florida a cow whip. whip. And a cow whip. Did I write that one down? Florida cow whip? No. Okay. But yeah, that one's more for like cowboys. That one's more like okay. that kind. So the bull whip is not a cowboy whip? I don't think so because it's not super long. Okay. Also, the um, handle isn't very long, so that makes it less easy to handle when you're... That sounded kind of funny, but less easy to manage mm-hmm. when you're like moving fast and stuff yeah. like that. And then the less common um, whips, I, I've included two in this section, but the name I'm using is... A signal whip, okay, which is um, made to direct dog teams. So it's really short. Uh huh. Um, and um, there's actually another. What what were you? I was gonna say. So that's one you would use from the back of like a dog sled. Yeah, and it's really short. So you don't actually whip the dogs. No, it's again for sound. Same same with horses or anything like that. You're not actually whipping the horses. You're just whacking it right above their head. I guess I didn't really realize that. I always thought that it was kind of cruel to have these whips, especially with dogs because they don't mm-hmm. have much protection. well it's mainly because like you can use your voice but then it's also like this constant like pow, pow. uh-huh and and it's not like you're they hitting can hear them. it it's a lot louder to them yeah um but that's why you have to like practice whipping mm-hmm. because the main point is you don't want to ever harm your cattle your your, your teams, bulls or anything your cows well usually with your various whips not gonna be like whipping bulls but you know what i mean like that's just, like, a no-no. Uh-huh. Because, like, if you're hurting your cattle, which are your li- livestock, which is your livelihood, mm-hmm. then that's not very smart. Yeah, makes sense. Um, but there's also another call- whip called a um, snake whip, which the main difference is that there's no fall on... Um, the main difference between those two is on the signal whip. I think it's a signal whip, yeah. Yes. Um, the signal whip doesn't have a fall. So the um, cracker part is connected directly to the thong. Okay, okay. Thank and then the explain. signal whip has the fall. So okay. it's probably a lot, a little bit louder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, wait, let me think. Yeah, that was it in terms of types. There's also other like really like obscure types of whips. Mm-hmm. Like there's chain whips and stuff like that. Yeah, but those aren't. But ones none of those that... are going to be like. Usually used nowadays in competition or anything uh-huh. like that. That would probably more be more of a weapon, a yeah. chain whip. I would mm-hmm. imagine it's usually used to like slice bottles and stuff like that. Like it'll just slice ca- aluminum cans in half. Is that like a sport? Well, that's in the, like the world records and stuff. Okay, like Sliced with you know they whip. they he, this guy sliced them in like thirteen of them or ten of them in like twenty three seconds, like one at a time. That's just kind of weird. Yeah. But, well, I mean, okay. whip competitions could be considered weird. Uh-huh. But they're not really... To the inexperienced and unexposed. To the, to the inexperienced and unexposed. But, you know, like a buggy whip, those, um, the, um, difference between those and other kind of whips, like, the max speed that they'll get is about 20 miles per hour. hmm Which is really slow. But, in our next segment, I'm just kidding, um... <laughs> I actually still need this paper. <laughs> <coughs> but 
Uh, the other whips, what makes them crack so loud is actually it breaking the speed of sound, which is, I think, 700, 727 miles per hour. Okay. So it's going over that. Faster um, than 727 miles per hour. Yes. That's the, just the very end part of the whip, well, though. Well, you'd think it would just be the very end part, mm-hmm. but it's actually like the fall. It's not the cracker. So the cracker is called the cracker Y, though. Because it was always thought until like very recently to be the um, part that makes the crack, but it's actually the um, the fall. The fall because um, um, so why why it does that is because the taper of the whip mm-hmm. is so gradual that's like kinetic energy, and you because you think about it, you start at start start at your big huge thick shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then you go down to your, like, lighter fingers. Uh-huh. Then you go down the entire whip. And um, when it gets to the fall, it's, like, all rolled up. Mm-hmm. But then it spins really fast, and it kind of, like... So it's kind of hard to explain, but when it's moving that fast, the, like, all the fibers and everything are separating. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it moves so fast that it compresses. And that kind of makes the sound. And the main part is the... Um, the, the cracker part is so fuzzy mm-hmm. that it keeps a lot of air molecules in it. And I have a thing right here. It's interesting. So the crack of a whip is produced when a section of the whip moves faster than the speed of sound, creating a small sonic boom. Um, so the same thing that's created when a plane goes fast enough. Yes. Um, but it's much louder with a plane. Uh-huh, for sure. Because so it's larger. I guess. Okay, size of the sonic. Um, recently, an additional purely... Uh, I'm not going to read that big word. Factor was recognized. The tip of the whip moves twice as fast as the loop of the whip, just like the top of a car's wheels move twice as fast as the car itself. So, and okay. uh, this this Wikipedia article isn't including the recent like stuff about the... Because recently they've been able to slow it down mm-hmm. so they can see it. When it whips. Uh-huh. And then they've seen that the fall cracks. Is that first. like the slow-mo guys or something? Well, that? It, it was like, um, what was it? Smarter Every Day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. For people who are interested in making whips, um, which I'm sure there are just droves oh, by yeah, now. Oh, so many people. What resources would you recommend for them to look up? Are there particular would, YouTube channels or particular articles? I would suggest articles? Nick's Whip Shot um, uh-huh. on YouTube. Is that the name of the channel? Yes. Okay. Um, he's super skilled in terms of making them. I would suggest he made a um, tutorial about six years ago, mm-hmm. which is the one I used, but he made one in 2018, mm-hmm. which is his updated thing, which I learned about at the end of my, like, all the ones I made. Um, and so that is much more going to last you, his those whips. Um, but, yeah, I would totally suggest that. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, that's well, basically it for me that's definitely more than i knew about whips starting out and i never knew they were so loud until you started cracking your whip out in the neighborhood and then yeah and draw a crowd every single time and the crazy stand six feet away from each other the crazy part is that like you wouldn't think you'd think okay i'm gonna crack it Mm -hmm. but there's so many different types of things like there's different types of cracks there's different types of like there's different ways to crack the whip Mm -hmm. there's competitions you know there's like how many times can you chop this piece of pasta, this single piece of pasta? With a whip. With a whip. And I know it sounds dumb, but they did it like 14 times. That sounds one, like something invented in a kitchen one during piece, a quarantine. 
one piece of pasta they chopped in 14 pieces. Is this pieces. a spaghetti noodle? Yes. Or was this like... A spaghetti. Spaghetti. Spaghetti A spush, spush, spush. But, and also there's different, all different kinds of cracks. There's like the overhead crack. There's the flick. There's the cowl, cowl, cattleman's crack. Uh-huh. Uh, so, <laughs> I know that. that was cattle, cattle, cattleman. Cattle. All right. Well. But that's basically it for, for whips. All right. Well, when we come back, we'll be talking about free weight training versus body weight training and which is better for you, which works, what specific parts of your body um, here in just a second. All right, and we're back. And we're now back. It, now we're it's belly. time for me to talk a little bit about um, what I came to the table with today. Um, Jojo and I are constantly talking about strength training. Um, him as someone who actually trains and lifts weights, and me as someone who really aspires to someday train <laughs> if I can help, if I can make myself psyched up enough to get up in the morning. But you but, don't have to be psyched up. You just have to have a partner to do it with. Well, that would help, which I don't have oh. as a lonely individual. But anyways, um, we've talked a lot about the differences between body weight training and free weight training. Jojo, as you can probably guess, but as someone who goes voice. to the gym, as someone who goes to the gym is all about free weight training yes. and using weight machines. And I'm not saying that like, bo- like um, body weight training is bad. Mm-hmm. I just think that like, for me and for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you just can't get what you want. Well, and that's going to be something that I touch on a little bit, but uh, I. I'm attracted, at least. I can't say it is someone who's very proficient at it, but I'm attracted to um, body weight training as something that's very flexible and then also is really cool for showing off to other people what you can do. But anyways, first of all, I want to define strength training. This is according to Mosby's Medical Dictionary. It's a method of improving muscular strength by gradually increasing the ability to resist force through the use of free weights, machines, or the person's own body weight. Resist or push. Resist. Well, resist can be both push okay. pull. But um, I don't think that there's any... Argument with that, no. There's no argument with that that I think there would... No. I mean, I think that's a complete accurate representation. Of, yeah, okay. But, and I don't think there's any argument about the need to exercise. You know, when I talk about this, uh-huh, I'm not... Yes, definitely. I'm admitting that I'm not someone who exercises regularly. Um... But I mean, I, I think c- we I can't really go to the gym right now, so I guess this is a well, good we're, option. Well, this for me. is spoken as you know, a lot of people are having to exercise from home uh-huh. right now. Well, there's they, tons of YouTube videos from like and there nice yeah, there are lots and lots of resources. But building the motivation to work work out at home can be a lot more Ugh, difficult. That's, that's a big part. Is if I if I couldn't go to the gym, mm-hmm. I feel well it, since I can't go to the gym, I have much harder time getting up in the morning and be like, okay, I'll just stay in my room when my bed's two feet away from me. Uh-huh. I mean, well, that getting up early, like you said, if you don't have a partner to do it with, it can be difficult. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are having to deal with the thought process of well, how do I keep myself in the same sort of shape that Which I'm Which is really normally hard in when you're like when really I can't big. go to the gym. And if I don't have a home gym, gym, gym. <laughs> but I don't have a home gym too, it can be yeah. you know, more difficult. But I wanted to go over the pros, which are pretty obvious of um, weight training. Um, and most of those are that you can 
train very specific muscle groups mm -hmm. so that they grow and you can train muscles you didn't know that you had which is why you can walk out of a gym and be sore yeah. um in places you didn't know could be which sore. is is a which is a really weird feeling sometimes and it, yeah especially it in your lower too. back uh-huh like when you're first beginning from the very few times i've worked out with you i can definitely say that that's that's legs, true legs are the worst um also the variety of machines and different weights at the gym means that it's hard to get bored Mm -hmm. Because you can vary up your routine. Yeah. Um, you can challenge yourself in different ways. And you can also be extremely consistent in your progression. You yeah. know what exactly how much weight you're lifting at any one time. Mm -hmm. Also, um, like, it's, it's nice because you can work out a muscle in, like, five different ways. Uh-huh. Which is really helpful since you're not having to do the same thing, like you said, not getting bored. For sure. And... Um, I could list some studies, but there are about a million studies on how weight training encourages the production of human growth hormone, which mm -hmm. just builds muscle, yeah. basically. Um, and also, um, one of one complaint about body weight training is that it doesn't effectively train the lower body. You can do lots of exercises for the upper body. That's typically the focus. But the lower body is um, more... It's easier to train in a gym with free weights. What, what do you mean? It's easier to train the lower body? In the gym with free weights oh, is okay. one of the arguments um, yeah. against body weight if training. Because you, if you're like doing squats, it's hard to do weighted squats. Because uh -huh. if you can squat 220, you know, just kidding. <laughs> oh, just throwing a number out there. But oh, I mean, um, some of the complaints against free weight training, though, and have no fear, I'm going to have these for both of them. But one of them is that it's difficult to have good form you have to be well, yeah, you spotted to. you basically have to have a partner especially if you're lifting weights that it's at your maximum capacity uh -huh. to lift yes i totally agree unless you've been it's important to have a spotter but if you're doing like a little bit of a lower weight if you're really experienced well that's it, it then it depends on experience somewhat anyway you have to have proper form like years of, if you yeah. if you are coming into this as a beginner and then you have to have access to the proper equipment, mm -hmm, which sure. right now is the biggest barrier yeah. because people don't have access to all the weight machines they would normally have access to at a machine. Hashtag COVID-19. Um, just in case you're like listening to this in 2030. I just <laughs> I have like, no idea what we're yeah, talking about. We can't go to the gym. <laughs> but um, I was before I go on, are there any other pros or cons that you can think of about and be realistic? I was I, thinking like cons is... I would, I, this is what I would think is weight training is more dangerous. Yeah. Um, easier to injure yourself. That's true. Easier. Also, it's easier to go too much. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're not too being quickly. spotted, well, too quickly. And also it's easy to, um, pull a muscle. I would think on that kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, or easier, but pull a muscle. I also think that it's, um, much more, at least in my opinion, satisfying. Although I haven't done much bodyweight training. Well, then, there we go. I also think it's much more practical in terms of if you're losing, trying to lose weight and you're wanting to gain muscle. Not that you can't do bodyweight exercises, but um, I think if you're in between like fat and fit and you're somewhere in there and you can't do like, like a, a couple good pull-ups or something like that mm -hmm. or like a couple, like a, a push-up, then I think that it's better because then you don't have to work with that. Although I also think body weight is nice because then you know your body. Mm -hmm. And you're able to 
function. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I ran better. No, this is okay. That's kind of what I was going to want to talk about. Um, I was going to say that body weight training, on the other hand, pros for that. Um, there is less technique involved, although there is a lot of technique involved, and there's more mm-hmm. balance and functional movement. So the movements that you focus on are movements you use every day. Mm-hmm. They're about increasing your flexibility um, and increasing your range of motion. And then you're also trying to engage the muscles that stabilize your joints. So um, functional movement is, I guess, a very common term that people are using um, to describe different types of training. And it's movements that include pushing, pulling, squatting, and lunging. Those mm-hmm. very basic movements that go into the body weight exercises that you typically see, um, which are things that you can add free weights to, but you definitely don't have to. Um, and then another pro that I found in the strength and conditioning journal, which didn't know there was a strength and conditioning journal, but it shouldn't surprise me, um, is that free weight exercises like a bicep curl use only one joint as the resistance is moved away from or toward the body. Well, it should, unless people are swinging with their shoulder. Yeah, I mean, ideally, uh-huh. true. Yeah. Ideally, it only uses one joint. Um, but with, like, body weight, I'm guessing it's using, like, if you're doing a push-up, it's using your wrists, your elbows, your shoulders, your, so all that. that, a push-up, is called a closed-chain exercise, which uses multiple joints as resistance is moved away from or toward mm-hmm. um, an anchored body part, end quote. So these exercises where several muscle groups are involved are more effective at training your muscles how to work together and how to balance on each other uh-huh. as opposed to a an isolated muscle training yeah. movement, which is still a positive thing because you're mm-hmm. growing that muscle, but it's also not training your muscles to rely on each other and work yeah. together like, it's just different, like a maybe. more uh, closed-chain exercise would. Um, but one of the biggest advantages to bodyweight training, in my opinion, is that they can be done anywhere. You just have to have a lot of discipline and a lot mm-hmm. of motivation. It helps if you have a group of people which can't do that right now, but a group of people who are really focused on mastering certain skills. Mm-hmm. So free weight training is much more about getting to a certain weight, being able to lift your target weight, or seeing certain muscles come out in your body as you're training. And body weight exercises, although you know that's part of it, you're it's more about mastering certain skills. So being able to do a planche or being mm-hmm. able to do a certain type of push-up or a pull-up. Um, so I, I just have a quick question. Yeah. Um, do you believe, and I'm not saying I don't believe this, but do you believe that um, you will never run out of exercise options when you're doing, so you will never need to add weight? Oh, that's a really good question um, because that is, again, a big problem that people have with body weight exercises is that you get to the point where you um, don't have any more variations that are going to make it difficult mm-hmm. for you. So I think that there are enough variations that people who have been working out for years are still struggling to master some basic, uh-huh, in quotes, yeah. body weight like exercises. A like a planche. Or like um, certain types of pull-ups or uh-huh. chin-ups. Yeah. Um, at I the know there's same like time, over 100 variations of there, the There are up. tons. And also, it doesn't take much to make it more difficult. Mm-hmm. You just can vary the angle at which you're doing yeah. something. You can vary um, like even how a many diamond limbs you're using. Those are super hard. Very, yeah. Well, I think extreme example. I, I'm just gonna butt in here really quick. Um, I think honestly, the biggest problem, at least in my opinion, is um, people who do body weight exercises and who are just starting. I think the gym is really nice because you know the specific muscle you're working. Mm-hmm. But I think you know a pull up, or like um, yeah, a pull up. Um, 
I don't think most people would know that that works out your back a lot. Uh huh. I mean, well, he, that's kind of what I'm saying though, with the focus being different. Mm-hmm. If you're training at a gym with free weights, you're focusing on certain muscle groups, and you're mm-hmm. very aware that that's the muscle you're building. Um, although you should be aware if you're body weight training what muscle groups you're working on, your goal is much more a certain skill. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get to the point where you can do a handstand yeah. or you can do handstand push-ups or whatever. Um, but going back to what you said previously, Sorry. I think that adding adding weights to your body weight training once you get to that point is essential mm-hmm. because eventually you're going to get to the point where moving your own body weight around is not that difficult. Um, but until you master that and have the balance to... Which most people will never get which to. Which most people, it takes them a while at least. Mm-hmm. So it's really not a question that's relevant until you get to a particular point. Um, but... Yeah, uh, some cons, though, about body weight exercising we've already touched on, um, which are that it's it can be more boring because mm-hmm. um, you don't need to go to a gym. It's not a new environment where you are using a bunch of different equipment all the time. Um, and also, it takes a lot of motivation um, to keep from being frustrated because some of the very things that look very basic when you mm-hmm. watch some pro do them on YouTube are actually very difficult. Yeah. And um, you have to work for, you know, a couple weeks to a month in order to master them. But that's also part of what, how the focus is different. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But overall, I don't think that the two types, those two types of training, they're ty- they typically butt heads. A lot uh-huh. of times you'll have, um, you know, bodybuilding versus calisthenics, which I think calisthenics are really cool Uh, they seem to be the best mixture of body weight exercises and working out with some equipment i think uh sorry i'm just gonna say something i think that um the the nice thing about body weight exercises is that until you get to the point that you were talking about you know where you need more weight um which you're not going to get to very quickly at all Mm -hmm. um I think there's more of a temptation to be like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, get to lift my body weight. But I think with lifting weights, a guy asked me once, he was like, um, he works out a lot, and he was like, would you rather see your muscles grow or would you rather see you be able to lift more? Mm-hmm. And I said for me to be, li- be able to lift more. Uh-huh. Like I'd rather be able to lift 10 more pounds than be able to see my muscle like a bunch bigger. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And for me, in my head, it would be to be able to do some of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, to be able to do a chin-up or to be able to do a planche but um, I, or a certain type of push-up. Uh-huh. That's more satisfying to me than being able to um, lift a certain amount of weight. But I think um, that the um, the temptation for steroids and stuff, I don't know if this makes sense to you, is less so in calisthenics. Mm-hmm. Um, because well, because of the community, and I also think. because like yeah, like you said, like completely different body types and stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, it's not like I also think it's interesting because then you're like you said, your muscles are working together, and it's much more easy to be um, more in proportion. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, it's interesting to have this as a conversation rather than an argument. Well, I, I think normally it's... it is an argument, and mine from an area that's not very learned, so. I mean, I can. I think they're. I I just think it's nice that you address that they're both reasonable. They're complementary. Yeah, honestly. And so I think most people like most of the sources that I I use when I'm thinking about body weight training are um, people. When you're thinking about it, people like I think it's Chris Harrier or Chris Area. 
I think I've heard of him. He's really- he he's well known on YouTube. He has mm-hmm. a video called "The Best Way to Start Working Out for Beginners," which focuses on those very basic mm-hmm. exercises. That's super informative. His app is super annoying because you have to buy it basically in order yeah. to get any workouts on it. Um, uh, but that somebody like that who is to the point where they they have masters all mastered all those movements has to add weights yeah. in order to continue. Have you ever heard muscle. of Athlean X? No. Okay. He, well, he like uses them both in. Um, in I think I saw an article like by him actually. At the, he adds them together, and his body type. He's super lean. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So that about wraps up what I have to say. Well, that was kind of interesting. We've gone over time for a, a little bit, but um, that. hopefully that gave everybody something to think about between whips and thinking about how you're going to exercise. And they while, really go hand in hand. While you're, while you're in quarantine. Well, they're both things that you can do. They're, uh-huh, both, they're both activities. One's Although, a project and one is more about keeping keeping your health up and keeping your fitness up while you're, don't while you're go, unable to go out. Don't go outside to get paracord and electrical tape if you can't. Yeah. Um, that was at the very beginning before all everything started happening. Kind so. of, yeah. So, I uh, wanted to risk my life for a bullwhip. Well, and everyone else's lives because I can't drive. <laughs> well, Not yet. Well, Soon. You didn't drive to the store. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. This podcast was produced by Anna and Joseph Horton in their closet with Anchor. We hope you enjoyed it.